0: Hello, and welcome back to Dork Dialogue, a podcast. Uh, Today our guest is Angela. Uh, Angela is uh, an old school gamer. She started gaming back in the uh, 80s, I believe, am I correct?
1: Yeah, late 80s. Uh,
0: Angela is here to uh, give us some experiences, both back then and uh, now. Angela, you do know you're re- being recorded for a Dork Dialogue. It's a podcast. Yes. And you get permission for this. Yes. All right. Awesome. Um, what was it like when you first started uh, from the female point of view? I mean, I I know it's always been a kind of a the guy thing, but what was it like? How many other females were there in your gaming group?
1: Um. Well, the first few gaming groups that I tried to learn how to play, there were none, Um, and the guys tended to get bored quickly with trying to teach me how to play. So it wasn't until I was in college that uh, I actually got into a group that number one had another female in it, and number two actually had the patience to teach me how to play it.
2: Okay. Um, it sounds, so, like, it sounds like you didn't even meet real gamers until college because a real gamer ain't going to give up on someone.
1: Yeah, well, you know, when you're in middle school, the kids, of course, have no patience and no attention span. And then the next group I tried was when I was in high school, and apparently they didn't understand that girls actually know about mythology and things of that <laughs> nature. So, <laughs>
0: now, it's, go ahead. Did they try to hit on you in high school?
1: The the dorks, or yeah. the, I mean the yeah not really
0: no okay no. how about in no. how about in college?
1: Well, I ended up marrying a guy from my gaming group, so I would say yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Any unwanted attention from the gaming group in the early days?
1: Um, no, not really. I think because I knew the the main base people in the group. And
2: i had known them for years, so I don't think that
0: that oh okay, that so was a
2: problem for me
0: you were you were actually very lucky
2: you looked out of the yeah. creeper you looked out of the creeper gamer yeah
0: you, you yeah. yeah you buy, yeah. you bypass the creeper all the way around
1: well we we did have a creeper in one of the groups, but he was not attracted to me, which I'm very grateful for so <laughs>
0: well um I know your husband, so it was pretty lucky for him. <laughs>
1: Well, ironically, it was one of his friends.
2: So. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah. That's the
1: reason he probably did not, wanted nothing
0: to do with me. Right? Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Yeah, when when the ogre is is married to the princess, uh, yeah, the princess is pretty much hands off. <laughs> I mean, nobody was going after the chicken beauty and the beast. <laughs> Oh, she's up at the castle. Yeah. Nah, never mind. I'm good.
2: Except for that one (laughs) douchebag. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, he just had that, uh, What that, over the edge. Yeah. (laughs) Now, um, did you find it, what were the biggest challenges that you personally faced in, 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 in any of the decades from the nineties to two thousands to the two tens. Were there any kind of challenges from the group, from the uh from the industry and angle, or even from yourself that you faced uh playing? Uh
1: I think a lot of it was just uh the not having a lot of self confidence in yourself. Mm. Uh you know, um when you're first learning you of course don't know anything and then as you gradually start to learn things you're still unsure of am i doing the right thing and sometimes the groups that have been playing for really long times tend to frown upon you making a mistake
0: (laughs) yeah i can yeah so
1: yeah so that's why like when i went to gen con i pretty much just sat and watched the other people play and uh instead of joining in because i was afraid of making a fool of myself um but for the most part i think that the groups that i've played with have been they're all been great people they've all been great guys and i mean you know very rarely have i well until i recruited my mom to learn how to play uh very rarely did i play with groups with other girls it was always you know i was always playing with a group of guys
0: right well, I mean, does your mom really qualify for that? I, I've I've gained with her. Yeah. I I I've run I've run your mom. I I know it's hard to qualify that as playing with another woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a scary person.
0: I mean, it's the only player I've ever had to say te- had somebody tell her to take dance so you appear human. I'm like, but she is human. <laughs> Now, um, I'm one of the I'm one of the people that uh recently had uh the pleasure of uh, running you in the game. And uh I remember the first time I had like a little one-on-one time with you, um one of the things that really um stuck out with me is uh I turn to you and I ask you, okay, what's your character doing? And you looked at me for a second. And you told me, and I went around the table and did that, and what your character said had an influence on what happened, and your face kind of had that look of surprise, and I said, I'm, I'm a character-based GM, mm-hmm. and what your character does, or doesn't do, has an effect on the game, and I remember talking later, uh, if you don't mind me talking about this, uh, you oh, okay. were, you were very used to, uh, what I called the, uh, action box or module style GM and, uh, not, <clears throat> not exactly, exactly being heard when you spoke in a game.
1: I've had DMs that, um, well, I've had one DM in particular who, if you went off script, had like a meltdown about it and he was one of those dms that at the end of the game we had to rate each other's playing you know and he would rate us and i never ever scored well on his games because he didn't like when i did something off script
0: yeah um i probably would have scored about a (laughs) one because i didn't follow script Mm -hmm. i remember um my character didn't happen to like tea, so that didn't work out real well for us. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about the I, I'm all about the story and the character. I love playing the character. I don't care if it's gonna make me look like a fool. I don't care if it's gonna get me killed. Uh, I played the character, and. Right. Uh, if that character, if that character is a helpful character, then uh, he's going to get killed helping probably a fellow character. If he's not, then more than likely, if the scenario calls for teamwork, the GM should know with by the second session or so that you may not want to count on Carl for that teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> if, if his character was not playing that way, true, true. he's not going to suddenly go, hey, I have an epiphany.
1: Well, I think that's part of the reason why I do such thorough backgrounds with my character. Yes, you do. It helps me to
2: know why the character's doing what she's doing. Yes, yeah. That's almost the best part about gaming. Yeah. <laughs> makes yeah. up background stories. I love
0: the background story. Uh, that's one thing you and I both get along on. And uh, um, Zero here, we love doing the character. Right. And we were talking about that uh, last week under GM Practices, uh, which drops tomorrow, hopefully. That one of the GM Practices, that best GM Practices we talked about was GMs who were involved in building the character and then allowing the player to play
2: that character.
0: The way it was designed right' Because there's nothing worse than
2: the suspense you drink
0: playing a um shut up <laughs> playing a uh well, like our experience, playing a uh magic mystery, pretty much an evil guy mm-hmm. and then expecting him to go play footsie in the tea room right. This guy's more likely to study your face as he sticks pins in you than to I was playing uh Alistair Crowley. Oh, okay. That's kind of like a, uh what would you what League movie of, what movie would you The Mystery Men?
1: Uh League of Extraordinary Laurie,
0: Lord of Extreme Gentlemen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was Alistair Crowley with power. Nice. And uh your character was
1: Rebecca Fogg, she was based off of a TV show
0: from uh, *The Adventures of
2: Young Jules Verne. BBC. Oh, God, I'm American.
0: They, they watch a lot of BBC. <laughs> well, we were both, and then uh, we had another friend of ours, a young kid, he was he was like the thief. He was based off a of thief, but he didn't carry weapons. Yeah.
1: Well, and he didn't tell us until we were like, I snuck into a warehouse with all these people that we had to fight and then he's like, "Oh, I don't have any weapons." <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> and I don't I got I got a couple of weapons, but they're not exactly what you would call gangland fight style. No. These are the ones you stake up behind somebody and, you know, put them out of their misery before they know it.
2: So you all did battle with toothpicks.
0: Uh, pretty much and magic spells.
2: Yeah. Magic spells. Yeah.
0: And uh The first time I threw a spell, her face and his face were like, I'm like, what? You don't have
1: this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, half the party was doing this, looking for the following story, doing the adventure. And the other half's like, oh, we're going to go downtown and get some tea and crumpets. Yeah, and pretty much that's all they did was drink tea. And we were the ones that were like the outcasts, and I'm like... Uh, I, I had my character down, Pat. I mean, he was just wonderful. Uh, Horseface... Meg?
1: The Ape of Thoth.
0: Ape of Thoth, that was my girlfriend. That's what she was called for some reason in history books.
1: Yeah.
0: It was hilarious. But we had a, we had a good time, I mean... Uh, yeah,
1: Carl and I Carl and I uh enjoyed that
0: adventure. Hell yeah, we had a great time. Uh, I don't know what we got rated or I don't think we played another session. But uh I don't I we probably didn't rate very well because we didn't uh follow the GM's uh cracker bits. But I'm not exactly a uh follow the module kind of guy.
2: Yeah, unless I we're know. unless we they were playing a module. Okay, I can follow that. Yeah, I I, I, and I hate following models. If I if I go in knowing that's gonna be, I can right. I can make a module character. Yeah, and still have fun. Yeah, if and I know I, that, but and I'll follow, I'll follow your track.
0: But don't let me loose on a character and then expect me to follow. You know.
2: Yeah, don't make me make a character with all this background and all this experience, and then I'm like, okay, so you guys have to go left. But what's over there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <'cause that's... laughs> Tell me if you need that kind of character, I have no problem playing that kind of character, but you need to let me know that.
2: And that that was also covered in best practices right.
0: communication. I mean I'll 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 be a GM's I'll be a GM's gem. You tell me you need a hardcore background character to make sure that all the young follow what they're supposed to do. Cool, I'll be that player for you. You tell me you need a uh uh, you know, a quiet, priestal type that just gives advice. Hard for me to do, but I can do it.
2: <laughs>
0: Especially well, the I, quiet I, I part. Think, I think Nick found out that trying
1: to force me into playing an evil character doesn't work.
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: <laughs> but uh, But
0: your mom, on the other hand...
1: Oh, yeah. She <laughs> she takes to that like a duck to water.
2: <laughs> I, I, I play... Uh, I'm full. Of, I play good characters. I rarely. I don't even run evil games unless. Nope. They, I ran one evil game and it, they all bugged me to do it. We had fun, but it was completely uncomfortable for me. But right, I, they loved it, so I loved it.
1: Uh. Yeah, yeah, Carl. I mean, uh, Nick tried to do a one-off, a one-shot game, and expected my character to basically abandoned everybody else to the zombies to eat, and I was, like, waiting with the train for everybody to get out of here. He's like, I really don't know where to <clears throat> go from here because I wasn't planning on it going any further than
2: that. Yeah, e- even our most our most evil game, what was it, the Cabal and Nod game? Yeah. I was still semi-neutral. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny.
0: I was running a, a, a 1920-ish mob game, and uh I had several i had the degrees of evil from lawful evil to uh neutral good, and it was funny how the players were justifying their characters that were good and neutral, how they justified oh no, we're not evil we <laughs> just we just hang around evil. <laughs> Well,
1: everyone is the hero in their own story right
0: and it was awesome. The only one that basically said "Fuck yeah, I'm evil was her mom <laughs> and she was uh she was one of the uh uh this the one of the other players was like this uh middle management mobster and uh he was a he was a made man by association and uh he loved the lady. One of the ladies you loved was this little 15-year-old girl. Well, she got jealous about, uh, Angela's character here. And he's she's making a scene as Angela's making her way down the grand staircase. So he pushes her off into, uh, we'll just say security number two's hands, which was Angela's mom. And says these words exactly. Yo! Get rid of her! And he goes over and takes care of Miss Angela. And and she's already told him, you know, you better not be cheating on me. No, baby, no, me, never, never. Which she knows the score, but she's got to play along the game too. So later on, he tells uh, the other uh, uh, goon number one, Hey, uh, Angela's going to bed there. Uh, Go get that little... uh, who at the little side thing. He's like, uh, boss, I can't. What do you mean you can't? I told uh, goon number two there to get rid of her. Yeah, well, <laughs> you might not want to use those words. He's like, what do you mean? I don't. He says, come with me. And he, there she is with a broken neck, dead in a dumpster. And he calls goon number two. He's like, what the hell did you do? I got rid of her. <laughs> I didn't mean kill her. I just wanted her away from the building. Ah, that's not what you said though.
2: <laughs> I, I never got to finish. I never got to finish uh, the game I started with though. It's just her mom was just so
0: good. Mm, I, mean, I mean, she, she just <laughs> she just took to the role playing, uh, just being a heartless role playing no matter what. She was the first one to go, oh, go, Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you need a heartless one? Yeah, that's me. It was beautiful. I love, I love, I miss playing with her so much. I can't wait to play with her again. Uh, Your group, for the most part, was wonderful. Now, you did something like I did. Um, You have a next generation, correct? Correct. And uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I enjoyed him. Yeah.
1: He's uh, DMing a lot of fifth edition games now. Um, he was always around us when we were playing. When he, I mean, even from infancy, there were times I would be playing and holding him, rocking him to sleep while we were playing.
2: Been there, done that. So, pardon me. Oh, I've been there. I've been there too. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> he uh, he grew up completely around it, and I think he was about nine the first time we ran him on an adventure, and uh, he was hooked. Uh I' think you're him and his best friend
0: Kyle right. uh, he's a good kid too, yeah. I I enjoy I enjoy playing I enjoy playing him, and I enjoyed him gming uh yeah he,
1: he did
0: a great job on that fifth
1: edition game we played, yeah, yeah, he really did
0: now uh you it's funny you say nine because that's when uh my second my next generation wanted to play. And I said, okay, I taught them the basics. I said, now, you have to go out and find your group. Uh And when you're good enough, when you think you're good enough, you come back and I'll play.
2: Boy, did we. Uh
0: And they went, uh, the first group they found, I I had to break them away from. It was a, they were in their late 20s, uh, just a little too A little too on the nose when it's, you know, white trailer trash. Right. So I I got them away from them, and I said, now you need to find some friends your own age. So they did. Uh, For the next 10 or 15 years, I was feeding little chits. (laughs) (laughs) But I always knew where they were, and the kids, for the most part, the kids were great. Right. Uh, So when they came back, I mean, there was like, I had two or three of my friends that are very ageist. They can't stand little kids. I recall that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my the, my my kid just jumped right into the game and there was no, um, they came and told me, they said, they played great. There's no reason not for them not to play. Mm-hmm. And I said, honestly, if the group would have said, we'd rather not play, they're not mature enough yet, I would have had to tell them that. Right. Uh, I would have ran them, but...
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we 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 we, yeah. had, we had a separate game.
0: Oh, yeah, we had, and for, I ran them because I wanted them to play with the guys that taught me, which was, like, Fred and them, mm-hmm. and by the time I brought them into that game, they were ready to play. I mean, they went to, uh, uh, Gen Con and dominated. Mm-hmm. In fact, um... Gary, uh, Gary Gagas, uh, he come, he come to find me and go, Hey, my boy's here. Uh, where are your boys at? We, I want to run a midnight game. I said, okay, they'll be there. And they just fell right into that. Like it was nothing. Right. And it was, and he loved that fact because this is something he'd done up in his head. Took like 20 minutes to explain it to him and said, okay, let's play. And he said, I love the fact that your boys just were like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh let's play. <laughs> I'm,
2: trying, I'm trying to get that with Piper now, because she kind of reminds me of your mom, because uh, Piper's first character was, I want to play a barbarian and have two axes. I was like, holy crap, okay. <laughs> I haven't introduced her to the classes yet. <laughs> She's like, I want to hit things. I'm like, done. <laughs>
1: Well when Sean first played his first character, I, I told him I was like, The best thing for a new character to play is a fighter because then you'll learn all the things without having to worry about trying to figure out magic and things of that nature. And so he played the fighter, I mean, with all the gusto he could play. Uh, and he just really like I said, he he latched onto it and then we brought him up to the adult games and every character he had, he he like Learned and absorbed, and then just increased the the value of the character.
2: My uh, and, okay. yeah.
1: Now he's like a walk, he and Kyle are walking encyclopedias, right? For you know, fifth edition and some, some second edition. Yeah. You know, games and even like Call of Cthulhu. <clears throat> oh,
2: I love Call of Cthulhu. My uh, my wife is in my campaign. She finally agreed after 15 years. Uh, she's like I'm like, baby, play with me, <laughs> and she's like, fine, I'll, I'll do it. And I was like, okay. And I did the whole fire thing. And she mm-hmm. goes, no. I want to play a wizard. And then she looks into the wizard and she's like, I want to play this wizard. You want to play a specialty wizard? She's like, I like the picture. I'm like, fair enough. Let's do it. And <laughs> and the last game session, she went, uh, we, like, almost 20 minutes looking for a spell. Flipping through all the books. And mm-hmm. she, uh, we're, like, we're just waiting because I'm loving her. Look through all the books. Can I do this? Can I do this? And I was like, Holy crap! I've never seen anyone just say, "No, I don't want to play on easy mode." <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play and jump in. <laughs> well, that's, that's... well,
1: yeah. Sean is now a discovered warlocks, so that has of his new fascination. Are playing warlocks, so every game he has some kind of in- interesting warlock. We had a uh, some kids that he grew up with recently. One of the guys wanted to, you know, DM a game and so with new players and Sean and I were the only two regular older players and Sean played a character who was a warlock who uh, his ship had gone down and he was saved by Cthulhu so he was a worshipper of the Elder Gods and he was insane
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say
1: and I was his sister I have to say it was the most entertaining game because we have three people who have no clue what's going on and my son acting like you know, this mental patient and it was it was very entertaining to to play. And the kid who did the DMing did a great job, but yeah, it was a it was a great game.
0: I gotta pay you a compliment. You are the best and I mean this in, in the most respectful way. I don't mean this to be you are the best sidekick character I've ever had other than an N P C that I, I GM myself.
1: Just I called you daddy.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean,
2: Alright, so do in, we need to pause for a minute? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well in Cthulhu she came she was like my she ended up being like my sidekick. In our one Western game that Fred ran, she was my sister. Mm-hmm. And she was just so cool playing my sister. And in another game she ended up being like uh me and her were like side by side. And it just—it was just funny, and we just—it just we meld together, and we're just so good. We could be—we yeah. could definitely be left hand, right hand.
1: Right. In, in a car- game like that, where you find a player that you're, uh, you're attuned with.
0: Yeah, and you and I have almost always end up that way when we fl- when we're playing, mm-hmm. and even GMing, you end up. Because what I try to do is I try to make everybody a star, at least for a scene or a weekend or a session. Mm -hmm. And you end up being right up there where the camera keeps finding you. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, You just, well, you, you you just, you're one of them what I call a natural player. You're quiet enough that you're not... Well, me,
2: <laughs>
0: but you're loud enough that you're not a mickey you're that you're that very middle ground that's that's both graceful and aggressive enough to get paid attention to, but you don't overwhelm, and it's a really good quality to have. It's something that I've only seen a few guys have and even fewer women have. Because women, you tend to have either the wallflower who don't want to say anything uh-huh. or the ones who feel they have to make up for every other woman that ever played a game oh that didn't get to speak right. and all of a sudden now she's She-Ra. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're a druid. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you,
2: unless if you're you, playing Shira. Unless
0: you're yeah, unless you're gonna, <laughs> unless you're gonna play an agree, aggressive a a, a, a gr- aggressive character and it's very rare it's probably not gonna be a throw it. <laughs> uh let's move on with the game, okay, uh Norma Ray. Yeah.
1: Um
0: now <clears throat> I've had to stick up for several women in various game groups I've been in because guys want to see them as their gaming well they maybe maybe they were girlfriend and boyfriend, maybe they were wife, maybe they were just unfortunate prey that came to the table. Uh-huh. But uh <clears throat> one thing I've always noticed is that I never sit husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend together Unless the husband makes a scene about it, uh-huh. because I found that if you put husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend together, what you get is one player, usually right. the husband. If you separate them, you get two separate individuals.
1: Right.
0: Um. So and because like and I'm going to use you as an example. Uh. If you're sitting in between Sean and your husband, I have two characters. Uh-huh. If you're sitting across the r- a table from your husband and Sean, I have three characters. Right. Because you are much more boisterous when you're not in that shadow. Right. And it's not, it, it don't surprise me at all because I've seen that a lot of times. Um,. I just like to see the character coming out of the person. Uh I love that. I love seeing, uh, believe it or not, uh, Zero here used to be really shy. I know it's hard to believe. But uh, until he was like uh, 11, he was just like, you know, that lone guy in the black coat who was just going to shoot him at school. Right. And then um, he found a friend and that small spark that I fanned and, and I did everything I could to encourage it and then all of a sudden once he had a couple friends and they helped bring out his personality and he just went full gusto Uh, you couldn't stick Genie back in the jar. Right. And, of course, like any kid, he went through, uh, you know, he's an awesome kid, I love him, but I can't stand him.
2: (laughs) My wife would agree.
0: I mean, you know, (laughs) every parent's been there, like, is it okay if I give him the finger when his back's turned? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is okay. I didn't wait for him to turn his back, so. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I didn't either, so. <laughs> you know, uh, we had a, I, I grew up with my uh, kids, a uh, unique relationship.
2: <laughs> I've been married 15 years, and I've yet to ask the question, why is she married to me? And I will never ask that question.
0: <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't tug at that string. In any way, shape, or form. I, sue. Any time that string pops out, I super glue the shit out of it. <laughs> but same thing with the relationship with my kids. Uh, if that string pops out, super glue the shit out of it. It's good for another five years. Mm-hmm. But, um... I've seen where I've had to... Um... Like I said, rescue... Women, and... Only one time have I been wrong. And... I got chastised for it. I mean, uh, she she liked the attention. She was one of them that uh she didn't say anything, but she liked the attention. Right. I personally thought it was getting a little too slimy.
1: Right.
0: <clears throat> so I dipped out the group. Mm-hmm. Cuz honestly, it got to the point where like Okay, I'm rolling the, I'm rolling dice to see who's going to bang her first. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the game I signed up for, boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I first started gaming with John, um, we had some problems where, you know, like another character would flirt with my character and he would get ticked off about it. And I had to explain, you know, this is, number one, it's just a game. Number two... It's my fantasy world, too.
0: Right. (laughs) So
1: let me be the pretty girl for once, you know. And then, um, but it gradually got to a point where that became like, boot, and he just got over it, you know. Um, When I first started playing, like the first time I had a DM have a character flirt with me, I was so, well, I was like I was in real life. Some dude flirt or flirted with me, and I'd be like, "Wait, are you are you actually being serious?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, but um, I've gotten more used to it, you know. And you know, the DMs that I've been playing with now for years know where the limit is. You know, right. they'll know if they push it too
0: far. That was the one thing I was always nervous about, because John is very, very hard to read sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was always afraid because you and I, like what we just talked about, you and I, very meld together very well. Mm-hmm. And I was always afraid that. Um, uh, I, I explained to my kids years ago the difference between an insult and a perceived insult. Right. You know, an insult, I can apologize for. Mm-hmm. A perceived insult, I don't even know about. But meanwhile, it's growing and growing. Right. And everything I do from that point forward just adds to it, and I don't even know it. So that was the one thing that always kind of it still, to this day, stays with me that I don't want to cross that line, mm-hmm. but I don't want to back away too much because I enjoy your company mm-hmm. and I enjoy gaming with you. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a, 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 a tough dance right there. Right. And I've never had that before, which is mm-hmm. surprising. Uh, I've never had that situation before and it, It's something I'm always looking for um, a solution to. Right. But, yeah, you've been really lucky from just from the, what I've witnessed in various groups. Right. Um, Now, I remember during the 90s, we were very rough on one girl because she asked for it. (laughs) She said, I don't want to be a goddamn gaming girlfriend because they were... They were different, you know. They were never really part of the group. They kind of sat in the background. You know, if you're near a refrigerator, get the beer. Right. You know, and she said she wanted the game. And we all talked about them. Even the other girls that were in the group were like, well, we don't know. She goes, I could take anything you can t- you can dish out. And everything stopped. hmm And we're like, what did you say? She said it again. I said, you couldn't do it for a week, let alone all the time. She said, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for two weeks, and we're together almost every day. I said, two weeks? What do you guys think? Two weeks, and if she makes it without crying, she's she's one of us. She's not a gaming girlfriend anymore. So everybody agreed, even the other girls, and man, did we whip her we were telling anti-female jokes, some of which even, like, I was like, oh, God, that's just that's dirty. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> but I'm like, but I got to do it because I got to see if I can break her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she comes through and she, she made it and she told us uh, uh, Thursday before the Saturday that when she made it, she almost broke down at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just because... And we were all there, and the girls were there and there was nowhere for help and uh she said, "I'm so happy you called an early session because you had to go to work early the next day, and I made it through, and I said, Damn it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but she was a she was a she was a great kid uh you know she and she played like she was one of us she didn't she didn't back down from treasure. Uh, she demanded her share. Sometimes a little more than her share, which was awesome.
2: <laughs> Who hasn't been guilty of that? Exactly. I mean,
0: every 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 single guy. Well, I can I can kind of use that. Uh, uh, shut up.
2: <laughs> you just want to write down the items, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weapon whore.
0: <laughs> But uh, that kind of thing. I don't think we've ever made, at least I hope I haven't, ever made a female feel that she didn't belong. Right. I know I've always been open to younger people playing. I encourage it. I will try to get them. I will try to teach them. I've always wanted more people playing. Uh, When I first started playing in a group, uh, the kid asked me, uh, I was just got out of the Navy. He says, Cabanas, is that Italian? I said, no, actually it's Puerto Rican. And he goes, oh, good. We've been looking for more minorities in role-playing. <laughs> actually, my ex-wife got more upset about that than I did.
1: <laughs>
0: and then I told the guys, because he was late, I told the guys at the club that that's what he said. And oh, my God, did they open fire on him, and we're dying laughing and nobody, and he don't know why, but he's laughing along with us. <laughs> Turning, are like, yo, Carlos, did you double park a donkey? <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the cleaner ones. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's one thing I've seen I'd say in the last 20 years is a lot more people color playing um Magic, I think, did that. Magic Gathering brought everybody into role play, into the into the microcosm we call gaming. Mm-hmm. And once they made that crossover into the cards, they kind of some of them kind of naturally fell into role playing. And that's where I saw the biggest influx of females, of, of people of color, Asians, Blacks. Um, uh, Samoan, uh, females. Now, one of the biggest minorities I've ever seen is black females. Uh-huh. I don't think I've only... Gamed with maybe three total in my 30-some years of gaming. And one of them was at a convention. Uh, they... Not that we... wouldn't play, I mean, just, uh, they're just not around that I know of. Right. You know, I'll play with any shit. We had, we had Dead White Craig and Living Black Craig in our group, so, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And I just talked to him, in fact, about the whole, um, uh, cancel culture, and I, I just wanted to make sure with him that I never crossed that line. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, no, nobody ever crossed that line just him and one of the other members of the group had to come to an, agre- an agreement of where that line was going to be Right. and I was like wow I didn't know about that and they said neither one of us wanted you to know about that. <laughs> I said okay. They said because you don't do lines so we didn't want you to know about that and I said oh okay cool. Okay. So, what would your advice be to, um, women getting into the gaming now that do face that kind of, um, uh, guy wall, old, uh, old, old, uh, boys club type thing?
1: Um, pretty much just find yourself a group of people to play with that you trust, even if it's an all-girl group. I mean, just... Find people that you trust, and that's how the best way to get into it is. I was lucky that I found, you know, Jeff and Steve and John and Bacchus um, when I did. And because of them, that's where I learned how to grow and to become more confident as a player. Um, It's easier now because it's more mainstream for a girl to be a nerd than it was when I was, you know, growing up. Girls didn't. Girls talked about unicorns and makeup and all that other stuff, whereas being the tomboy that I was, I was studying Greek mythology and, you know, reading all that that sort of thing. And
0: And the boys were talking about unicorns.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. But um, I was lucky to find a group of people that were interested in the same things I was. So that's what you need to do is find, find your group. Right. You know, and because I had that good foundation with those guys, it made it so I was able to, you know, branch out and start playing with other people.
0: That's awesome.
1: Because, yeah, because if I hadn't had that that foundation, I would have never become a player. Because the first few times I looked, tried to learn how to play, like I said, the, the first group I played with when in middle school, the guys got tired of trying to teach me how to play, told me to change my alignment, and I ended up rape, pillage, and... Murder, you know, because my God sent an avenging angel down and I had no oh. clue what was going on. I'm like, OK, you guys tell me to do that. OK, you know. Right. And then the next group, because I knew mythology and the guy I was dating who was running the game didn't know that I knew that. He got mad because I knew what a Medusa was, you know, and I'm like, I he, he said, oh, well, you read the module. No, I happen to know mythology, you know, and. So, like I said, I had to find my group, and once you find your group, that is where you'll blossom, you know.
0: That's awesome advice.
1: Yeah, because, like, what is it now, 30, 35 years down the line, I still get together with that group, and it's to the point now where, like, just like you were saying that you and I play off each other really well, Steve and I always play off each other really well. So, we'll be playing a game, and I'll just look at Steve, and we both know what we mean, for us to do, you know? Right, right, right. So, that's what you need to do is, is find your group. If you're in a group where you have guys that are being smarmy and, you know, you don't like being with people that are being smarmy, you need to find another group. You need to find a group of people that understand you.
0: I, I, th- I think that trust is a bit, is a, is a really heavy word to use and it's, it's accurate. Mm-hmm.
1: Because, because you, well you're putting yourself out there and you need somebody that's gonna be there to catch you if you stumble, you know?
0: Right, you gotta feel safe. That's 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 the thing. You gotta feel safe and if you can't feel safe letting your character out, you're not gonna feel safe letting yourself out.
1: Right. Well that's we've been teaching my sister how to play and um we're trying to adjust to what she tells us that she wants, you know? Right. And so we're trying to make the game fun for her so that she doesn't just, like, walk away from it.
0: Right, right.
1: hopefully we're doing a good job. She still calls us and are we playing again?
2: (laughs) Cool. It's always a good sign. Yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right.
0: Well, um, thank you for that. I think that was an awesome... Closing advice there, I just and, and any advice actually, I think that's the best I've ever heard. Well, thank you. Uh, Angela, thank you for being our guest. Uh, Thanks Zero, for having me. did you have any questions?
2: No, I, I, she was answering them I, I, as soon as we came in.
0: I really appreciate everything. Uh, <laughs> no um, if we have uh, other areas that, uh, I think you'd be interested in. I'll hit you up, and uh, once again, thank you. Say thank you to everybody there. We'll do. And uh, we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank All you. All right. Have a great day. All right. Bye bye. You
1: too. Bye bye.
0: One. Hello, and welcome back to Dork Dialog, a podcast. Uh, today, our guest is Angela. Uh, Angela is an old school gamer. She started gaming back in the uh, 80s, I believe, am I correct?
1: Yeah, late 80s.
0: Angela is here to uh, give us some experiences, both back then and uh, now. Angela, you do know you're being recorded for a Dork Dialogue. It's a podcast. Yes. And you get permission for this. Yes. All right, awesome. Um, what was it like when you first started, uh, from the female point of view? I mean, I, I know it's always been a kind of a, the guy thing, but what was it like? How many other females were there in your gaming group?
1: Um, well, the first few gaming groups that I tried to learn how to play, there were none. Um, and the guys tended to get bored quickly with trying to teach me how to play. So it wasn't until I was in college that uh, I actually got into a group that, number one, had another female in it, and number two, actually had the patience to teach me how to play it.
2: Okay. Um, It sounds like like you didn't even meet real gamers until college, because a real gamer ain't going to give up on someone.
1: Yeah, (laughs) well, you know, when you're in middle school, the kids, of course, have no patience and no attention span, and then... The next group I tried was when I was in high school, and apparently they didn't understand that girls actually know about mythology and things of that <laughs> nature. So
0: <laughs> now,
1: it's, go ahead.
0: Did they try to hit on you in high school?
1: The the dorks, or yeah, the, I mean the yeah, not really?
0: No, okay. How about in yeah. co- how about in college?
1: Well, I ended up marrying a guy from my gaming group, so I would say yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Any unwanted attention from the gaming group in the early days?
1: Um, No, not really. I think because I knew the, the main base people in the group,
2: and I had known them for years, so I don't think that that,
0: oh, okay. that so... was a problem for me you were you were actually very lucky,
2: you looked out of the yeah. creeper you lucked out of the creeper gamer yeah
0: you, you yeah. yeah you buy, yeah. you bypassed the creeper all the way around
1: well we we did have a creeper in one of the groups, but he was not attracted to me, which I'm very grateful for so <laughs>
0: well um I know your husband, so it was pretty lucky for him. <laughs>
1: Well, ironically, it was one of his friends,
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's the
1: reason he probably did not, wanted nothing
0: to do with me. Right? Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Yeah, when when the ogre is is married to the princess, uh, yeah, the princess is pretty much hands off. <laughs> I mean, nobody was going after the Chicken Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Oh she's up at the castle. Yeah. Nah, never mind. I'm good.
2: Except for that one <laughs> douchebag. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well he just had that uh what that over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> now, um did you find it what were the biggest challenges that you personally faced in in in, in any of the decades from the nineties to two thousands to the two tens. Were there any kind of challenges from the group, from the uh from the industry and angle, or even from yourself that you faced uh playing? Uh
1: I think a lot of it was just uh, the not having a lot of self confidence in yourself. Mm. Uh you know, um when you're f- first learning, you of course don't know anything, and then as you gradually start to learn things, you're still unsure of am I doing the right thing? And sometimes the groups that have been playing for really long times tend to frown upon you making a mistake.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. So
1: yeah, so that's why like when I went to Gen Con, I pretty much just sat and watched the other people play, and uh, instead of joining in because I was afraid of making a fool of myself um but for the most part i think that the groups that i've played with have been they're all been great people they've all been great guys and i mean you know very rarely have i well until i recruited my mom to learn how to play uh very rarely did i play with groups with other girls it was always you know i was always playing with a group of guys
0: right well, I mean, does your mom really qualify for that? I I've games with her.
1: Yeah. I
0: I I've run I've run your mom. I I know it's hard to qualify that as playing with another woman.
1: <laughs> she's a she's a scary person.
0: I mean, it's the only player I've ever had to say te- had somebody tell her to take dance so you will appear human. I'm like, but she is human. <laughs> now um i'm one of the I'm one of the people that uh recently had uh the pleasure of uh, running you in the game, and uh I remember the first time I had like a little one on one time with you um One of the things that really um stuck out with me is uh, I turn to you and I ask you, okay, what's your character doing?" and you looked at me for a second. And you told me and I went around the table and did that and what your character said had an influence on what happened and your face kind of had that look of surprise and I said I'm, I'm a character based GM uh-huh. and what your character does or doesn't do has an effect on the game and I remember talking later uh, if you don't mind me talking about this. Uh, you oh, okay. were, you were very used to, uh, what I called the, uh, action box or module style GM, and, uh, not, <clears throat> not exactly being heard when you spoke in a game.
1: I've had DMs that, um, well, I've had one DM in particular who, if you went off script, had like a meltdown about it and he was one of those dms that at the end of the game we had to rate each other's playing you know and he would rate us and i never ever scored well on his games because he didn't like when i did something off script
0: yeah um i probably would have scored about a one because <laughs> i didn't follow script mm-hmm. i remember um my character didn't happen to like tea, so that didn't work out real well for us yes. uh, <laughs> I'm all about the i I'm all about the story and the character. I love playing the character I don't care if it's gonna make me look like a fool. I don't care if it's gonna get me killed uh I played the character and right. Uh, if that character, if that character is a helpful character, then uh, he's gonna get killed helping probably a fellow character. If he's not, then more than likely, if the scenario calls for teamwork, the GM should know with, by the second session or so, that you may not want to count on Carl for that teamwork. (laughs) if his character was not playing that way, true, true. he's not going to settle, suddenly go, hey, I have an epiphany.
1: Well, I think that's part of the reason why I do such thorough backgrounds with my character. Yes, you do. It helps me to
2: know why the character's doing what she's doing. Yes, yeah. That's almost the best part about gaming. Yeah. <laughs> make yeah. up background stories. I
0: love the background story. Uh, that's one thing you and I both get along on. And uh, um, Zero here, we love doing the character. Right. And we were talking about that last week under GM Practices, uh, which drops tomorrow, hopefully. That one of the GM Practices, that best GM Practices we talked about was GMs who were involved in building the character and then allowing the player to play that character. The way it was designed. Right. Because there's nothing worse than.
2: The suspense that you drink.
0: Playing a. Um, shut up. <laughs> playing a. Uh, well, like our experience, playing a uh, magic mystery, pretty much an evil guy, mm-hmm. and then expecting him to go play footsie in the tea room. Right. <laughs> This guy's more likely to study your face as he sticks pins in you than to. I was playing uh, Alistair Crowley. Oh, okay. That's kind of like. A, uh, what would you? What League movie? Of, what movie would you? The Mystery Men.
1: Uh, League of Extraordinary. Laurie,
0: no. Lord of Extreme Gentlemen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was Alistair Crowley with power. Nice. And uh, your character was.
1: Rebecca Fogg, she was
0: based off of a TV
2: show from uh, the Adventures of Young Jules Verne. BBC. Oh, God, I'm American.
0: They, they watch a lot of BBC. <laughs> well, we were both, and then uh, we had another friend of ours, a young kid, he was he was like the thief. He was based off a of thief, but he didn't carry weapons.
1: <laughs> well, and he didn't tell us until we were like, I snuck into a warehouse with all these people that we had to fight and then he's like, "Oh, I don't have any weapons." <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> and I don't, I got I got a couple of weapons, but they're not exactly what you would call gangland fight style. No. These are the ones you stake up behind somebody and, you know, put them out of their misery before they know it.
2: So y'all did battle with toothpicks.
0: Uh, pretty much and magic spells.
2: Magic spells. Yeah.
0: And uh The first time I threw a spell, her face and his face were like, I'm like, what? You don't have
1: this?
0: (laughs) And uh, half the party was doing this, looking for the following story, doing the adventure, and the other half's like, oh, we're going to go downtown and get some tea and crumpets. Yeah, and pretty much that's all
1: they did was drink tea.
0: And we were the ones that were like the outcasts, and I'm like, uh, I, I had my character, John Pat. I mean, he was just wonderful. Uh, Horse Face Meg? Uh,
1: the Ape of Thoth.
0: Ape of Thoth, that was my girlfriend. That's what she was called for some reason in history books.
1: Yeah.
0: It was hilarious. But we had a, we had a good time, I mean... Uh, yeah, Carl
1: and I, Carl and I, uh, enjoyed
0: that adventure. Oh yeah, we had a great time. Um, uh, I don't know what we got rated or I don't think we played another session. But, uh, I don't, I, we probably didn't rate very well because we didn't, uh, follow GM's, uh, cracker bits. But I'm not exactly a, uh, follow the module kind of guy.
2: Yeah, unless we're, unless we're, that we're playing a module. Okay, I can follow that. Yeah, I, 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 and I hate following if models. I, if, I, if I go in knowing that's going to be... I can right. I can make a module character. Yeah. And still have fun. Yeah, if and I know I, that, but... And I'll follow, I'll follow your track.
0: But don't let me loose on a character and then expect me to follow, you know...
2: Yeah, don't make me make a character with all this background and all this experience and then I'm like, okay, so you guys have to go left. But what's over there?
0: Yeah, because that's... <laughs> Tell me if you need that kind of character, I have no problem playing that kind of character, but you need to let me know that.
2: And that was also covered in best practices right.
0: communication. I mean I'll 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 be a GM's I'll be a GM's gem. You tell me you need a hardcore background character to make sure that all the young ones follow what they're supposed to do. Cool, I'll be that player for you. You tell me you need a uh uh you know, a quiet priestal type that just gives advice. Hard for me to do, but I can do it.
2: <laughs>
0: Especially well, the quiet I, I, part. I think,
1: I think Nick found out that trying to force me into playing an evil character doesn't work.
0: Yeah, true. True.
1: <laughs> but uh But
0: your mom on the other hand
1: Oh yeah. She <laughs> she takes to that like a duck to water.
2: <laughs> I, I, I play uh I'm full. Of, I play good characters. I rarely. I don't even run evil games unless. Nope. They, I ran one evil game and it, they all bucked me to do it. We had fun, but it was completely uncomfortable for me. But right, they, they loved it, so I loved it.
1: Uh. Yeah, yeah, Carl. I mean, uh, Nick tried to do a one-off, a one-shot game, and expected my character to basically abandoned everybody else to the zombies to eat, and I was like waiting with the train for everybody to get out of he's like I really don't know where to <clears throat> go from here because I wasn't planning on it going any further
2: than this. Yeah, even our most our most evil game what was it the cabal and nod game, yeah, I was still semi neutral like <laughs> <laughs> well, it was
0: funny I was running a a a nineteen twenty ish mob game, and uh I had several. I had the degrees of evil from lawful evil to uh neutral good. And it was funny how the players were justifying their characters that were good and neutral how they justified oh no we're not evil. We mm-hmm. just we just hang around evil. <laughs>
1: well, everyone is the hero in their own story. Right,
0: and it was awesome. The only one that basically said "fuck yeah, I'm evil" was her mom, <laughs> and she was uh, she was one of the uh, uh, this the one of the other players was like this uh, middle management mobster, and uh, he was a he was a made man by association, and uh, he loved the ladies. And one of the ladies he loved was this little fifteen-year-old girl. Well, she got jealous about uh, Angela's character here. And he's she's making a scene as Angela's making her way down the grand staircase. So he pushes her off into, uh, we'll just say, security number two's hands, which was Angela's mom. And says these words exactly. Yo, get rid of her. And he goes over and takes care of Miss Angela and she's already told him, you know, you better not be cheating on me. No, baby, no, me, never, never. Which she knows the score, but she's got to play along the game too. So later on, he tells uh, the other, uh, 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 goon number one, hey, uh, Angela's going to bed there. Uh, Go get that little, uh, go get that little side thing. He's like, "Uh, boss, I can't. What do you mean you can't? I told, uh, goon number two there to get rid of her. Yeah, well, you might not want to use those words. He's like, what do you mean? I don't know. He says, come with me. And he, there she is with a broken neck, dead in a dumpster. And he calls goon number two. He's like, what the hell did you do? I got rid of her. I didn't mean kill her. I just wanted her away from
2: that building.
0: Huh? Ah, that's not what you said though
2: <laughs> I, I never got to finish the I never got to finish uh, the game I started with them it it's just her mom was just so
0: good mm, I, mean, I mean she she just <laughs> she just took to the role playing uh just being a heartless role playing no matter what she was the first one to go oh I'll go, evil, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you need a heartless one, yeah, that's me. It was beautiful. I love... I I, I miss playing with her so much, I can't wait to play with her again. Uh, Your group, for the most part, was wonderful. Now, you did something like I did. Um, You have a next generation, correct? Correct. And uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I enjoyed him.
1: Yeah. He's uh, DMing a lot of 5th edition games now. Um, He was always around us when we were playing when he... I mean, even from infancy, there were times I would be playing and holding him, rocking him to sleep while we were playing.
2: Been there, done that. So,
1: <laughs> pardon me?
2: Oh, I've been there, I've been there too. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: he uh, he grew up completely around it, and I think he was about nine the first time we ran him on an adventure, and uh, he was hooked. I' think you're him and his best friend. Kyle! Jerry.
0: Uh, he's a good kid too. Yeah. I enjoy. I enjoy playing. I enjoy playing him, and I enjoyed him GMing. Uh, yeah, he, he did a great
1: job on that fifth edition game
0: we played. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Now, uh, you, it's funny you say nine because that's when uh, my second, my next generation wanted to play, and I said, okay. I taught him the basics. I said, now you have to go out and find your group. And when you're good enough, when you think you're good enough, you come back, and I'll play.
2: And boy, did we! Mm-hmm.
0: And they went. Uh, the first group they found, I I had to break them away from. It was a. They were in their late twenties. Uh, just a little too. A little too on the nose when it's you know white trailer trash. Right. So I I got them away from them and I said, now you need to find some friends your own age. So they did. Uh, For the next 10 or 15 years, I was feeding little
2: chits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I always knew where they were. And the kids, for the most part, the kids were great. Right. Uh, So when they came back, I mean, there was like, I had two or three of my friends that are very ageist. They can't stand little kids.
1: I recall that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) and uh my 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 kid just jumped right into the game and there was no um they came and told me they said they played great there's no reason not for them not to play Mm -hmm. and i said honestly if the group would have said we'd rather not play they're not mature enough yet i would have had to tell them that uh i would have ran them (laughs) but
2: oh well yeah we we we're We had a separate game.
0: Oh, yeah, we had, and for, I ran them because I wanted them to play with the guys that taught me, which was, like, Fred and them, Uh and by the time I brought them into that game, they were ready to play. I mean, they went to uh, uh, Gen Con and dominated. Uh In fact, um, Gary, uh, Gary Gagas, uh, he come, he come to find me. And go, hey, my boys here. Uh, where are your boys at? We I wanna run a midnight game. I said, Okay, they'll be there. And they just fell right into that like it was nothing. Right. And it was and he loved that fact, because this is something he done up in his head, took like twenty minutes to explain it to him and said, Okay, let's play. And he said, I love the fact that your boys just were like, uh-huh, uh-huh-uh, uh-huh, let's play. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: I'm trying, I'm trying to get that with Piper now, because she kind of reminds me of your mom, because uh, Piper's first character was, I want to play a barbarian and have two axes. I was like, holy crap, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't introduced her to the classes yet. <laughs> She's like, I want to hit things. I'm like, done.
1: <laughs> well, when Sean first played his first character, I, I told him, I'm like, the best thing for a new character to play is a fighter because then you'll learn all the things without having to worry about trying to figure out magic and things of that nature. And so he played the fighter, I mean, with all the gusto he could play, uh, and he just really, like I said, he, he latched onto it, and then we brought him up to the adult games, and every character he had, he, he like, learned and absorbed and then just increased the, the value of the character.
2: My, uh. And, Okay. Yeah,
1: now he's like a he and Kyle are walking encyclopedias, right. for, you know, 5th edition and some some second edition, yeah.
2: you know, games and even like Call of Cthulhu. <clears throat> oh, I love Call of Cthulhu. My uh my wife is in my campaign. She finally agreed after 15 years. Uh, she's like, I'm like, baby, play with me." <laughs> and she's like, "Fine, I'll I'll do it." And I was like, "Okay." And I did the whole Fogger thing, and she mm-hmm. goes, "No. I want to play a wizard." And then she looks into the wizard and she's like, I want to play this wizard. You want to play a specialty wizard? She's like, I like the picture. I'm like, fair enough, let's do it. And, <laughs> and the last game session, she went, uh, we, like, almost 20 minutes looking for a spell, flipping through all the books, and mm-hmm. she, uh, we're, we're, we're just waiting because I'm loving her look through all the books. How do do this? Can I do this? And I was like, holy crap, I've never seen anyone just say, no, I don't want to play on easy mode. <laughs> if i'm gonna play i'm gonna play and jump in <laughs> Plus, that's well
1: not... yeah sean is now a discovered warlocks so that has become his new fascination are playing warlocks so every game he has some kind of in- interesting warlock we had a uh some kids that he grew up with recently one of the guys wanted to you know dm a game and so with new players and Sean and I were the only two regular older players. And Sean played a character who was a warlock who, uh, his ship had gone down and he was saved by Cthulhu. So he was a worshiper of the Elder Gods. And oh. he was insane.
2: <laughs> I have nice. to say,
1: and I was his sister. <clears throat> I have to say it was the most entertaining game because we have three people who have no clue what's going on and my son acting like, you know, this mental patient. And it was. It was very entertaining to to play, and the kid who did the DMing did a great job. But yeah, it was a, it was a great game.
0: I gotta pay you a compliment. You are the best, and I mean this in in the most respectful way. I don't mean this to be. You are the best sidekick character I've ever had, other than an NPC. That I, I GM myself.
2: I called you daddy. <laughs> well, I mean, All right, it, so it, do it, we need to pause for a minute?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well in Cthulhu she came she was like my she ended up being like my sidekick. In our one Western game that Fred ran, she was my sister. Mm. And she was just so cool playing my sister. And in another game she ended up being like uh me and her were like side by side. And it just—it was just funny, and we just—it just we meld together, and we're just so good. We could yeah. be—we could definitely be left hand, right hand.
1: Right in, in a car, I love in, games like that, where you find a player that you're, uh, you're attuned with.
0: Yeah, and you and I have almost always end up that way when we fl- when we're playing, mm-hmm. and even GMing, you end up. Because what I try to do is I try to make everybody a star at least for a scene or a weekend or a session. Mm -hmm. And you end up being right up there where the camera keeps finding you. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, You just, well, you, you just, you just, you're one of them what I call a natural player. You're quiet enough that you're not. Well, me,
2: <laughs>
0: but you're loud enough that you're not a mickey you're that you're that very middle ground that's that's both graceful and aggressive enough to get paid attention to, but you don't overwhelm, and it's a really good quality to have. It's something that I've only seen a few guys have, and even fewer women have. Because women, you tend to have either the wallflower, who don't want to say anything, uh-huh. or the ones who feel they have to make up for every other woman that ever played a game oh that didn't get to speak. Right. And all of a sudden, now she's she <laughs> I'm sorry, you're a druid. Shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> if you, unless if you're you, playing Shira.
0: Unless you're yeah, unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna play an aggr- aggressive, a, a, a gr- aggressive character and it's very rare it's probably not gonna be a throw it. <laughs> uh let's move on with the game, okay, uh Norma Ray. Yeah. Um <clears throat> now <clears throat> I've had to stick up for Several women in various game groups I've been in because guys want to see them as their gaming. Well, they maybe maybe they were girlfriend and boyfriend, maybe they were wife, maybe they were just unfortunate prey that came to the table. Uh-huh. But uh, <clears throat> one thing I've always noticed is that I never sit husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend together. Unless the husband makes a scene about it, uh-huh. because I found that if you put husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend together, what you get is one player, usually right. the husband. If you separate them, you get two separate individuals.
1: Right.
0: Um. So and because like and I'm going to use you as an example. Uh. If you're sitting in between Sean and your husband, I have two characters. Uh-huh. If you're sitting across the r- a table from your husband and Sean, I have three characters. Right. Because you are much more boisterous when you're not in that shadow. Right. And it's not, it, it don't surprise me at all because I've seen that a lot of times. Um,. I just like to see the character coming out of the person. Uh I love that. I love seeing, uh, believe it or not, uh, Zero here used to be really shy. I know it's hard to believe. But
2: uh,
0: until he was like uh, 11, he was just like, you know, that lone guy in the black coat who was just going to shoot him at school. Right. And then, um... he found a friend. And that small spark that I fanned and, and... I did everything I could to encourage it. And then all of a sudden, once he had a couple friends and they helped bring out his personality and he just went full gusto Uh, you couldn't stick Genie back in the jar. Right. And, of course, like any kid, he went through, uh, you know, he's an awesome kid, I love him, but I can't stand him.
2: (laughs) My wife would agree.
0: I mean, you know, (laughs) every parent's been there, like, is it okay if I give him the finger when his back's turned? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is okay.
1: I wait for him to turn
0: his back, so... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I didn't either, so... <laughs> you know, uh, we had a... I, I grew up with my uh, kids, a uh, unique relationship.
2: <laughs> I've been married 15 years, and I've yet to ask the question, why is she married to me? And I will never ask that question.
0: <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't tug at that string in any way, shape, or form. I sue... Sw- any time that string pops out, I super glue the shit out of it. <laughs> but same thing with the relationship with my kids. Uh, if that string pops out, super glue the shit out of it. It's good for another five years. Mm-hmm. But, um... I've seen where I've had to... Um... Like I said, rescue women, and... Only one time have I been wrong, and... I got chastised for it. I mean, she she liked the attention. She was one of them that uh, she didn't say anything, but she liked the attention. Right. I personally thought it was getting a little too slimy.
1: Right.
0: <clears throat> so I dipped out the group. Because mm-hmm. honestly, it got to the point where like. Okay, I'm rolling the, I'm rolling dice to see who's going to bang her first. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the game I signed up for, boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I first started gaming with John, um, we had some problems where, you know, like another character would flirt with my character and he would get ticked off about it. And I had to explain, you know, this is number one, it's just a game. Number two... It's my fantasy world, too.
0: Right. So
1: (laughs) let me be the pretty girl for once, you know. And then, um, but it gradually got to a point where that became like, boot, and he just got over it, you know. Um, When I first started playing, like the first time I had a DM have a character flirt with me, I was so, well, I was like I was in real life some dude flirt or flirted with me and I'd be like wait, are you are you actually being serious? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so but um, I've gotten more used to it, you know, and you know the DMs that I've been playing with now for years know where the limit is. You know right. they'll know if they push it too far.
0: That was the one thing I was always nervous about, because John is very very hard to read sometimes, mm-hmm. and I was always afraid because you and I like what we just talked about. You and I very meld together very well, mm-hmm. and I was always afraid that. Um, uh, I, I explained to my kids years ago the difference between an insult and a perceived insult.
1: Right.
0: You know, an insult, I can apologize for. Mm-hmm. A perceived insult, I don't even know about. But meanwhile, it's growing and growing. Right. And everything I do from that point forward just adds to it, and I don't even know it. So that was the one thing that I always kind of it it still, to this day, it stays with me that I don't want to cross that line, mm-hmm. but I don't want to back away too much because I enjoy your company mm-hmm. and I enjoy gaming with you. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a, 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 a tough dance right there. Right. And I've never had that before, which is mm-hmm. surprising. Uh, I've never had that situation before and it's. It's something I'm always looking for um, a solution to. Right. But, yeah, you've been really lucky from just from the, what I've witnessed in various groups. Right. Um, Now, I remember during the 90s, we were very rough on one girl because she asked for it. (laughs) She said, I don't want to be a goddamn gaming girlfriend because they were... They were different, you know. They were never really part of the group. They kind of sat in the background. You know, if you're near a refrigerator, get the beer. Right. You know, and she said she wanted the game. And we all talked about it. Even the other girls that were in the group were like, well, we don't know. She goes, I could take anything you can, t- you can dish out. And everything stopped. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what did you say? She said it again. I said, you couldn't do it for a week, let alone all the time. She said, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for two weeks, and we're together almost every day. I said, two weeks? What do you guys think? Two weeks, and if she makes it without crying, she's she's one of us. She's not a gaming girlfriend anymore. So everybody agreed, even the other girls, and man, did we whip her we were telling anti-female jokes, some of which even, like, I was like, oh, God, that's just that's dirty. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> but I'm like, but I got to do it because I got to see if I can break her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She comes through and she, she made it and she told us uh, uh, Thursday before the Saturday that when she made it, she almost broke down at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just because we were all there and the girls were there and there was nowhere for help and uh she said I'm so happy you called an early session because you had to go to work early the next day and I made it through and I said damn it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but she was a, she was a, she was a great kid uh-huh. Uh you know she and she played like she was one of us she didn't she didn't back down from treasure. Uh, she demanded her share. Sometimes a little more than her share, which was awesome.
2: <laughs> Who hasn't been guilty of that? Exactly. I mean,
0: every 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 single guy. Well, I can I can kind of use that. Uh, uh, shut up.
2: <laughs> you just want to write down the items, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weapon whore.
0: <laughs> But uh, that kind of thing. I don't think we've ever made, at least I hope I haven't, ever made a female feel that she didn't belong. Right. I know I've always been open to younger people playing. I encourage it. I will try to get them. I will try to teach them. I've always wanted more people playing. Uh, When I first started playing in a group, The kid asked me, uh, "I was just got out of the navy." He says, "Cabanas, is that Italian?" I said, "No, actually, it's Puerto Rican." And he goes, "Oh, good. We've been looking for more minorities in role playing." (laughs) Actually, my ex-wife got more upset about that than I did. (laughs) And then I told the guys because he was late. I told the guys at the club that that's what he said, and oh my God, did they open fire! on him, and we're dying laughing and nobody, he don't know why, but he's laughing along with us. <laughs> They're like, yo, Garo, did you double park your donkey? <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the cleaner ones. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's one thing I've seen I'd say in the last 20 years is a lot more people color playing um Magic, I think, did that. Magic Gathering brought everybody into role play, into the into the microcosm we call gaming. Mm-hmm. And once they made that crossover into the cards, they kind of some of them kind of naturally fell into role playing. And that's where I saw the biggest influx of females, of, of people of color, Asians, Blacks um uh samoan uh females now one of the biggest minorities i've ever seen is black females uh-huh. I both think I've only gamed with maybe three total in my thirty some years of gaming, and one of them was at a convention uh they not that we. wouldn't play, I mean, just, uh, they're just not around that I know of. Right. You know, I'll play with any shit. We had, we had Dead White Craig and Living Black Craig in our group, so, (laughs) you know. Uh Uh-huh. And I just talked to him, in fact, about the whole, um, uh, cancel culture. And I, I just wanted to make sure with him that I never crossed that line. Mm Mhm. And he said, no, no, nobody ever crossed that line just him and one of the other members of the group had to come to an, agre- an agreement of where that line was going to be. All right. And I was like wow I didn't know about that and they said neither one of us wanted you to know about that. <laughs> I said okay. They said because you don't do line so we didn't want you to know about that. And I said oh okay cool. Okay. So, what would your advice be to, um, women getting into the gaming now that do face that kind of, um, uh, guy wall, old, uh, old, old, uh, boys club type thing?
1: Um, pretty much just find yourself a group of people to play with that you trust, even if it's an all-girl group. I mean, just... Find people that you trust, and that's how the best way to get into it is. I was lucky that I found, you know, Jeff and Steve and John and Bacchus um, when I did. And because of them, that's where I learned how to grow and to become more confident as a player. Um, It's easier now because it's more mainstream for a girl to be a nerd than it was when I was, you know, growing up. Girls didn't. Girls talked about unicorns and makeup and all that other stuff, whereas being the tomboy that I was, I was studying Greek mythology and, you know, reading all that, that sort of thing.
0: And, <laughs> and the boys were talking about unicorns.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. But um, I was lucky to find a group of people that were interested in the same things I was. So that's what you need to do is find find your group. Right. You know, and because I had that good foundation with those guys, it made it so I was able to, you know, branch out and start playing with other people.
0: That's awesome.
1: Because, yeah, because if I hadn't had that that foundation, I would have never become a player, because the first few times I looked, tried to learn how to play, like I said, the, the first group I played with when in middle school, the guys got tired of trying to teach me how to play, told me to change my alignment, and I ended up rape, pillage, and murder, you know, because my God sent an avenging angel down and I had no clue what was going on. I'm like, okay, you guys tell me to do that. Okay. You know? Right. And then the next group, because I knew mythology and the guy I was dating who was running the game didn't know that I knew that. He got mad because I knew what a Medusa was, you know? And I'm like, I, he he said, oh, well you read the module. No, I happen to know mythology, you know? And So like I said, I had to find my group, and once you find your group, that is where you'll blossom, you know.
0: That's awesome advice.
1: Yeah, because like, what is it now, 30, 35 years down the line, I still get together with that group, and it's to the point now where like, just like you were saying that you and I play off each other really well, Steve and I always play off each other really well. So we'll be playing a game, and I'll just look at Steve, and we both know what we mean for us to do, you know?
0: Right, right, right.
1: So, that's what you need to do, is, is find your group. If you're in a group, where you have, guys that are being smarmy, and, you know, you don't like being, with people that are being smarmy, you need to find another group. You need to find a group, of people that understand you.
0: I, I, th- I think that trust is a bit, is a, is a really, heavy word to use, and it's, it's accurate. Mm-hmm.
1: Because well you're putting yourself out there and you need somebody that's gonna be there to catch you if you stumble, you
0: know. Right, you gotta feel safe. That's 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 the thing. You gotta feel safe and if you can't feel safe letting your character out, you're not gonna feel safe letting yourself out.
1: Right. Well that's we've been teaching my sister how to play and um we're trying to adjust to what she tells us that she wants, you know? Right. And so we're trying to make the game fun for her so that she doesn't just like walk away from it.
0: Right, and right.
1: Hopefully we're doing a good job. She still calls us and says, are we playing again? <laughs> you
2: know? Cool. It's always a good sign. So. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: So. Well, um, thank you for that. I think that was an awesome. Closing advice there. I just, and, and any advice actually. I think that's the best I've ever heard. Well, thank you. Uh, Angela, thank you for being our guest. Uh, Thanks Zero, for having me. Did you have any questions?
2: No, I, I, she was answering them I, I, as soon as we came in.
0: I really appreciate everything. Um, no problem. If we have uh, other areas that, uh, I think you'd be interested in, I'll hit you up, and uh, once again, thank you. Say thank you to everybody there. Will do. And uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, thank you. All right, have a great day. All right, bye-bye.
2: You too, bye-bye.